Hi there, it's Jamie from CMO102Mania, and you're joining me on the first ever Famous Five podcast. For those who are unaware, this is the podcast where I get an illustrious guest from the Championship Manager 0102 community, and they pick their best five-a-side team from the game. In this episode, we've got Martin Plays CM. You might have seen him in the comments down below, doing his own youth challenge on his own channel, or hosting stuff like the Super League on Twitter. It's absolutely brilliant, and I hope you can join us for this fantastic episode. Uh, this podcast is in video form on here, but if you're going to go elsewhere, going to be in the car or anywhere else, then you can find us on most major streaming platforms, you know, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, the, the rest. And you can subscribe to us on those platforms as well, so you make sure you never miss an episode. Anyway... I hope you enjoy. You can record it. You can record it separately. I mean, you don't have to. Uh, I could. You're right. Oh, you've done this before. I thought you'd start this bit some way. I could just start it now with that. Yeah, I've done it. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast, everyone. It is the Famous Five podcast. It's the first one. And I had an intro before because my guest suggested that I do so because I couldn't think of one on the spot. See, we always have good guests first, and that's that's the that's the secret to having a successful podcast. So today it is a man who goes under the pseudonym Martin Plays CM, also known as Martin, I believe. Yeah. Unless you're lying to us. Oh, deceptively so. Deceptively <laughs> so. Unless you're called Plays <laughs> CM, that wouldn't be a good name. No, though. no, it is. Uh, it is Martin. It would be for telling, wouldn't it, if if you were christened with the championship manager moniker, and then and then suddenly you grew up to be a manager on Twitter. So if you don't know, uh, he is a wonderful, wonderful creator of championship manager content on Twitter. Uh, he's done stuff like the race and the Super League. If you haven't checked it out, go and check it out. Uh, how are you doing today? Yeah, very good. Thank you. Very good. Looking forward to uh, to taking part in the as the what is this? Is this the inaugural famous five? This is the inaugural famous five, and it's so I was thinking of doing eleven, but I thought that would get too tedious at some point. Eleven players is a lot, but a five a side team, I can deal with that. I think we can all manage a five a side team. Obviously, because this is the first episode of the podcast. For those who are not aware, this is creating the ultimate five a side team with just Championship Manager O one O two players. So Martin today is going to select that team, and I will begin with asking what your formation is. Right. So my formation, um, as you mentioned, you've, we've only got sort of four positions to uh, to choose from, and um, and then it becomes a question of whether you're going to go defensive or you're going to go attacking, selecting an extra forward. So I've kind of gone with, um, uh, let's say, an, a defensive-minded and an attacking-minded midfielder. So one one goalkeeper, one uh, one uh, one defender, and then a couple of midfielders and uh, and and a forward slash striker. Um, that's my uh, that's going to be my formation. Yeah, I don't I don't blame you. I mean, there's a lot of great midfielders in Championship Manager. It's actually my favorite players often come from the center of the park. Uh, usually central, but actually right now I'm getting I'm getting quite lucky with a lot of wide men in in my saves. So maybe that's due to change. But if you'd love to start, I'd like to hear that goalkeeper. Yeah, so I mean, the goalkeeper perhaps is a little bit controversial because he doesn't hang around for ages in the game, but 
because of my my uh, my heritage <laughs> and uh, and and what that brings with it i can't really overlook peter smichael um i appreciate that he's not got long left in the game um but uh, but he definitely is there and and you can pick him up if you're if you're that way inclined if you want a, a european champion um then uh, then 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 he's uh, he's definitely a guy that you can uh, that you can go to um for your for your side, I mean, I, I appreciate there's the it, the longevity is is not really there with with some con, compared to some of the younger keepers in in the league. I mean, Fabian Bartes is obviously still there was a, a consideration for me as well. There's a, the the kind of younger guys from the Serie A kind of era. There's a Frey from Parma, probably Buffon. There's a there's a couple of guys there, but for me, it's a, it's got to be Peter Smeichel for uh, for my five side side. Yeah, I mean, well, I can't deny how high quality Peter Schmeichel is of course what an absolute legendary goalkeeper he was probably one of the uh, one of the best of all time if not the best of all time how old is he in the game though I actually don't I don't remember how how old and how long he lasts in the game does he start around 37 38 something like that I can't um, I'm trying to think his um I think he must be around that age because I think if I don't if I'm not completely mistaken, he's born in like '63 or '64. So, uh, so yeah, he's uh, he's got a he's got a he's got a few years. Uh, <laughs> he's got a he's got a couple of years left. I think he's at he, I think he's at is he at Sporting or at Aston Villa actually at uh, at the end of the game. I think he retired in 2003. I remember that. So uh, in real life, uh, whenever he retires in the game, I can't remember if that's preset. But uh, but I think he usually lasts uh, a couple of uh, a couple of years extra. Yeah. No. I, I mean I. Uh, as you say, Aston Villa. Aston Villa actually was one of my favourite teams to start as. They they sort of have this nice hybrid of quite high quality players, but they're all quite aging, and they're not in financial turmoil, but they're not completely rich. So it's a, it was uh, a little bit of a challenge when I understood less about the game. So it was it was actually uh, it was actually very easy nowadays. I mean, if I went back to it now, you get like eight million pounds. You can do so much of eight million pounds at the start of the game. <laughs> But yeah, Peter Schmeichel definitely was first choice. You would never sell him or try moving out, move him on. I think, sadly, you say he doesn't hang around in the game for very long. Unfortunately, he lasts like in real life way longer than he did in the game. Like because <laughs> he he lasted into his forties, didn't he? Yeah, I think. I mean, he he was. I think he was. I think he was forty when he retired because he went to to Portugal, didn't he? And then he uh, he he for some obscure reason came back. I mean, presumably because he 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 lives in Manchester, he wanted to live in the area. I don't know, but he came back. I think he went to to uh, to Portugal. Um, or was that? That's even before. I think Villa's actually Villa's actually post his Portugal days. I think he he left. He went for Manchester United, then he went to to Sporting in Portugal, and then he came back and did a season in Villa and a season or two in City. I think after that. So which which perhaps for his for his own personal legacy wasn't doing him doing many favors. Um, I mean he's still still a big name, obviously, and and could still like draw in the crowds. But but I don't think. I mean from from even with my 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 reddest and whitest glasses on. Um, for, for me, it's always going to be his performances from for Denmark and and for Manchester United. And I mean, personally, for Brunby, for me, but but for for many, probably his his performances for Manchester United that will for that kind of decade he was there that will uh, that will uh, that will sort of stand the test of the time rather than uh, than his performances in, in Championship Manager. But I I still feel that it's <laughs> he's a valid selection because he's he's still a, I'm sure he's still a great goalkeeper. If you have him the first couple of seasons in the game, I'm sure he'll still do a a relatively decent job for you. Oh yeah, definitely. I, I, on just a pure stats basis, the the man 
has got it all when it comes to goalkeeper. And yeah, in real life, he was the the best thing about him from from my point of view um, was sort of his like passion and and just like if 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 he needed to rally up the troops or be absolutely berating one of his centre backs, he would go ham. He would absolutely not hold any punch. It was it was a sight to see. Um, and uh, you know, I was not a Man United fan, but my God, when I saw him on TV, I was I was captivated. Uh, yeah, and he's probably one of my favorite goalkeepers. So absolutely, I can't I can't neglect that choice. And when it comes to this this podcast, we're not we're not looking for any youthful prospects or anything. This is this is the ultimate team. As for you, it doesn't matter if it's your favorite in real life in the t- in the in the game, or like if they only last for one game and then they break their leg, it's fine. <laughs> we're not we're not judging that so yeah no uh that's an absolutely brilliant it's it's not going to just be a denmark team is it no he is the uh he is the uh, sadly sadly 2000 wasn't it it was it was a it was a little bit past our, our golden years so there aren't any more uh, there aren't any more danes uh in there i think uh john dal thomason is probably the best dane in the game apart from ebisand maybe and that and that probably says uh says, says a fair bit of, of of where the national team was uh was at at that particular moment in uh in time so uh not a lot of world beaters, Thomas Gravis, and there's obviously players that if you are into the game, I mean, you will obviously know there's like, um, there's a couple of guys from a small Danish team or a small Danish club called Dalum or Dalum, um, Emil Debski, and there's a goalkeeper, I forget his name, I think he's a goalkeeper or a central midfielder. Either way, there's a couple of guys, you know, in the database that are kind of a little bit overpowered. Johan, something as well um, that you can pick up for pennies. There, there, are, there are some Danish prospects, but in terms of real Danish players that were any good at the time, we're kind of, you know, it's a, a few and far between. I think is a is a term. <laughs> definitely, definitely, and and not to jump the gun, but is Peter Schmeichel himself? Is he going to be the captain? Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. For for I mean. I was going to say that the, the the next two guys that we're going to talk about could easily be the captains as well. They certainly were in real life, but uh, but I think with his, uh, as you already mentioned, with his uh, with his with his presence and uh, and the way that he kind of used to speak to his defenders, I think you can you can't really look past Peter Michael as uh, as, uh, as as captain uh, of the side. So um, could be controversial with a couple of uh, uh, big captains coming up next, but uh, but Peter Michael would be my choice definitely. Right. Well, I'm I'm now curious. Right. Let's talk about the next man and the the defender. Uh, and and now it gets a bit more curious because you've got not just a selection of defender, but they could be a fullback, they could be a wingback, they could be a central defender. We'll see. Uh, who is your choice? Yeah. So my choice is someone who could do a little bit of everything. Whether he'd be brilliant at it at the, in the game or not is uh, perhaps up for up up for debate. But uh, but I think he could. Um, for me, it's got to be. So it's based on both real life and and on on championship manager. And for me, it's got to be Paolo Maldini, and uh, he's going to be my uh, my defender. Again, he's probably not exactly the 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 youngest at the start of the game, um, but uh, I don't think it matters really. Um, he's still he's still among the the best. He's maybe you could argue there are Nesta and there are a couple of other guys, Cannavaro maybe. There are a couple of of defenders maybe in the game that are a little bit better, uh, just uh, uh, purely stats wise. But I think he's still. You know, exceptionally, exceptionally strong in the in the game, and uh, and still with a, with a quite a few years on him, um, and um, yeah, and just a brilliant uh, all round player. Plus, he's got that one club. I mean, it's almost a shame to buy him, isn't it? If you don't start at AC Milan, because he's one of these kind of. Uh, he was already at the time one of these one. I mean, I know he probably still had like six or seven years left on his uh, on his actual career, but uh, but he was already at that point. He'd already played for 
I'll say he's probably got about 15 seasons, 14, 15 seasons with AC Milan uh, under his belt at that time. So, so it's almost a shame to buy him for for another club. So this is for so. So let's say our five sides is like a purely fictional international team that we're that we're picking, so we don't have to to draw him away from the from the club that he belongs to. Yeah, that's that's nice. Yeah, we don't want to <laughs> upset any AC Milan fans. He, he is not going anywhere. He's staying there for life. I'm sure his grave is going to be in the center of wherever your stadium is. I have seen some news about the stadium, so I can't even say the San Siro. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, the the man is an absolute club legend, and that AC Milan back four um, sort of when they were all like over the age of thirty three, it was insane. You'd get Maldini, Nesta, Cafu. I can't remember. I don't. Well, Maldini was playing left back. Who was playing centre back with Nesta? I mean, they've had Costa Curta and a bunch of people that 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 has been kind of sort of various people in in that. But so they, they, it depends on what kind of year you you're looking at. But of course, they had the, they had various uh, various um, players in there. But in the famous side, sort of in the in the late '90s, they obviously uh, they obviously did uh, did spectacularly well with uh, with a bunch of people. This post Barresi area, but uh, but definitely with uh, with guys like Costa Curta and uh, and people like that in there. Um, yeah, it's strong, just the, the, strong the, the longevity. It, it was it was insanity because obviously that that back four didn't really change much from like ninety eight to two thousand five, mm-hmm. and all those players were world class. They were world beaters. I mean, um, I, I remember the obviously. I mean, I'm sure we all remember the two thousand and five Champions League final. Absolutely intense, uh, and probably not definitely not their most. A defensively sound performance. <laughs> uh, in fact, I don't know how on earth uh, two of those goals went in against them, but it, it happened. It's history now. But that, the fact that those players at that age were still performing at a world-beating level—it's—it's it's absolutely. And Maldini, you know, he'd be—he'd be forty-one in real life, and there'd be there'd be no stopping him. He could play for any team, and even then, even though he could have played for any team, any time. He stayed with that with AC Milan and this fictional n- nation of the Five Asylum team, and it, it, every single performance it was so consistent. Uh, I've never actually got him in the game. I don't. Have you actually managed to pry him out away from AC Milan? Before? I I very rarely play with uh, teams that are of uh, that kind of caliber. So it it for me it's a. <laughs> For me, it's more of a dream. I mean, I have had the odd AC Milan save just to 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 see how it goes. But uh, but no, his his longevity and uh, and and his kind of performances. I mean, if if you if if you, I don't remember watching every single game he played, obviously. But I was watching a lot of Italian football in in the early to to mid to late nineties, and he was not ever present. But it is very very rare that he missed. I think he had maybe like one or two seasons where he didn't play the vast majority of league games i think he's he's maybe had like a couple of sort of seasons with with injury and it wasn't until as you say the actual 2005 was kind of the the turning point for him when he started to play less than 100% of the league games and 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 in january just sort of like dropping dropping down a little bit which is which is perhaps fair when you're when you know when you're in your in your sort of like uh, <laughs> late 30s uh, pushing on to to 40 then uh, then then maybe that's a that's a that's a fair point so um i i just think because of the <clears throat> the way that he plays the game i mean that, that he's so classy that he can you know play as a central defender he can um play left back he's obviously most famous for playing left most people probably remember him from from playing left back but being right footed um didn't seem to to kind of damage him uh, his 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 potential in 
in any way. So I just think he's he's very very classy. He's obviously a potential captain for the club as well. Um, and um, yeah, and just a, an an all round very 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 good defender. Yeah, and I mean, uh, not that it matters in this five side team. It doesn't have to make sense t- tactically at all. Obviously, we're not able to pit these teams against each other. That would be that would be season two, obviously, where <laughs> we pit people together and we, we create a simulation and your virtual Maldini can absolutely dominate uh, that back line. But yeah, you've got a versatile defender in himself as well. I'm sure he could have played anywhere on that back line if need be, and he put a damn good shift in and not let you down every single game. He... You'd never see a bad performance. So consistent, absolutely. Just and especially at that era of Italian football was very, very special, and yeah, obviously hugely, known for their defensive prowess. Yeah, hugely competitive. Yeah, hugely competitive. I mean, now it's a, it's a bit of a different story with Italian football. I mean, obviously, a lot of people who 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 didn't watch Italian football in the nineties will go like, mm, Serie A is it really all that? What it's cracked up to be is it not really just all about Juventus? Um, and but but they, they definitely had their their fair share before the money kind of started to 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 become so much more prevalent as a as a selling point for the Premier League. Then uh, then definitely Serie A was was kind of the place to to watch. I I personally think, but you know, personal preference as well, uh, style of football and the kind of audience participation and, and, and what you're looking for in a, in a football game. So, but yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, it, it, you mentioned any sort of uh, player from that sort of era, era uh, immediately someone like Pirlo comes to mind and you go, Oh, I mean, I was a huge fan of Gattuso. Mm-hmm. I, I like a tough defensive midfielder and he was just ridiculous. He was like a character of himself. Mm-hmm. Like every single game he'd carry himself like he's going into a boxing match. And I think he treated it like a boxing match half the time. Uh and it was absolutely he'd put the fear into every single player who tried to run past him. It was it was and, and even seeing him as a manager, uh it, it was it was just as fun uh <laughs> to see that sort of doggedness. And he was he was quite unusual for the for the Italian league as well because everyone was so like composed, and and then he just comes in dogged, and it was it was brilliant. Yeah, definitely agree with uh, with Gattuso there. He's uh, he's another central uh, defensive central midfielder that that could have could have made it onto my five aside team, but uh, but I thought nah, let's get a let's get a little bit more variety. So uh, so I have gone for someone else, but uh, but we'll get to that in a second probably. Well. Let's hear it right now. I, I want to know who beat out Gattuso. Yeah, so, I mean, and this is based on, I would say, a little bit more, whereas Piers Michael and, and Maldini a little bit based more in, in kind of reality, if you want to call it that. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is based in almost purely on, on championship manager, although a very, very good footballer, uh, Patrick Vieira. Um, right. is going to be the, the defensive central midfielder. Not only is he arguably the the best player in the game when you start the game by numbers of if you if you take any every player's attributes and 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 count them up and and you find the one with the highest number he's going to be very very near the top with regards to how many 20s he's got for for various attributes um and he's just I think he's just a, a must if you want to have the best central defensive midfielder in the game. I mean, the other positions you can argue about who's the best goalkeeper, who's the best central defender, you know, your best wing backs, your best for every other position. You can make a case in the game that there's someone who's equally as good or maybe even a little bit better than whatever you suggest. If you're having a discussion around championship manager and you go, oh, who's the best defensive central midfielder in the game? And anyone says anything other than Patrick Vieira, they are just wrong. It's, it's just. <laughs> 
whether you whether you rate him in real life or you say whatever you think about him in general, whether you're an Arsenal fan or Tottenham fan or, or whatever, then in, I think for me in the game, he's he's got to be like head and shoulders above everyone else in in that particular position. So so that's the main reason why I've uh, why I've selected him. That is that is a hell of a bold statement. Immediately in the first episode of that, <laughs> if you if you don't pick Patrick Vieira for defensive midfielder, you are wrong. And that's brilliant. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean. I am. I, I. I do agree. In terms of stats, he's terrifying. Like there's so many twenties, it's bewildering. Like he's literally got everything. I think you probably could play him up front, and he would do fine. It, it's kind of scary seeing that mathematical advantage that he's just got over every single player, even in other positions. He's just got it all. Like the only thing he hasn't got is handling. Yeah. Like, if if you... he had handling, then he he would have everything. Yeah, if you do that search based on, if you do a search based on, let's say you're going through your player search and you're thinking, oh, who should, I need a new striker. And then you put in, you know, great numbers for, I don't know, heading and finishing and whatever. You know what I mean? You, he can come up when, when you search on, on, on anything. Um, really, it doesn't, doesn't have to be uh, particularly for, uh, for um, attributes that relate to, to a defensive midfielder. Yeah, definitely. And um, in real life, you know, he was, a, he was a bit of a polarizing figure from time to time. Uh, but it had with people like Roy Keane, uh, which was always a fun battle. As, as a neutral, that was a brilliant battle. Just two defensive midfielders who absolutely hated each other. And it was ever, ever so entertaining. It doesn't matter if they're in the in the tunnel, like throwing insults at each other. And and then they, they sometimes shake hands. So it's okay. It's fine. <laughs> I think it's I think it's water under a bridge now, thankfully. Yeah, quite possibly, and he's making a move into management. So, so, and with his kind of profile, it's it's possibly, it's possible that he'll that he'll end up in the Premier League one day. I guess just because of of the name and the history that he's got with the league, the fact that he speaks good English and and all these things. So, yeah, it could be uh, could be could be interesting to see him there and see what the Roy Keane would make of that from a from a pundit's perspective. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Roy Keane it doesn't mince his words either. So, I think it would be a must to have him as a pundit for every single Vieira game. Just that's gold TV. Like once we have live TV and that, and if that's a possibility for live football and Patrick Vieira and Roy Keane, we need that. I need I need a touchline interview. <laughs> I want this to carry on for the rest of time. Uh, but yeah, uh, well, I mean, as you say, you've had you've currently had three captains, uh, a very greedy, leadership-driven team you've got there, all going to be fighting over the armband. You can't even have a vice captain. At this rate, you've you've picked three of the best captains uh, in their positions, probably. So it's clear that you like someone forthright and uh, influential on the game. Yeah, I think it's I think it's important in 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 those positions. I think to have someone who can you know can be a little bit of a leader and rally people around them, uh, and and it's just the kind of I think it's the kind of player that that will naturally kind of rise to the top in those kind of positions. And I think to be fair, I mean the biggest legacy of Patrick Vieira, apart from you know his whatever Premier League medals, FA Cup winners, medals, World Cup champion, whatever you. European champion. I think he won the Euros as well in 2000, probably. Um, and he's won, I don't know, titles in Italy and all this kind of stuff. I think the biggest legacy that kind of proves how much of a great player he was is the fact that we are now in 2020. He left Arsenal in 2005 and they haven't come anywhere near replacing him. 
they're still talking about, you know, oh, I wish we could have a good central, you know, an organizer, a defensive midfielder, etc. And the whole thing, the air just went out of the Arsenal balloon after that invincible season. He left to go join Juventus in the summer of, I think, 2005. And after that, I think it was 2011 or 12, 13. It, it was at least five years before Arsenal won anything again. It, it 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 really just i mean there are other things that that you know went out of the the it wasn't just him that left the balloon at the at, along with the gas at, at that point but there, but there was definitely um there was definitely um you know uh, like a cycle of renewal that that came to the club probably around that time but uh, but it's been uh, it was slim pickings for them for for a couple of years after um he left and and i think a lot of it can be attributed to the fact that 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 it was him and he left and and He's he's kind of irreplaceable. Yeah, I mean you're quite right. I, I obviously I've, I've already mentioned uh, Gattuso, Roy Keane, and Vieira, so I don't think it'll be a surprise to people that I like a holding midfielder. When it, when you have an influential defensive midfielder, uh, and it, and to be honest, to the Championship manager's credit, and and especially with CMO 102, it seems that. The defensive midfielder role is overly weighted. Like, if you get a half decent defensive midfielder, they'll get a ton of tackles. They'll get high ratings every single game. But actually, when it came to real life, they were just as influential. And you look at the teams that actually dominated, they always had that sort of dictator in the middle of the pitch that was able to control the game a little bit more. Now, Vieira was a little bit different. He wasn't just a destroyer. And, and that's part of the reason why you picked him. Obviously, he could do everything he, he was a bit of a phenomena so it's when players like that leave like you had Makalalia at, at Chelsea as well who again he left and there wasn't there was a hole missing for a long time in that position and they recovered a little bit because they changed their whole style of play uh, but you even see, even in recent times with uh, Kante coming to Chelsea and then Chelsea winning the league it was like, oh, immediately, a player like that in the middle of the pitch breaking up play, it just changes things so much. So, yeah, I, I have to agree. Vieira, uh, in real life and in the game, in the game in particular, with, the, with those 20s absolutely everywhere. And what a frightening player. Yeah, well, I'm, uh, I'm glad I managed to convince you. It didn't sound like you needed more convincing, but uh, much convincing, but... <laughs> But yeah, definitely, he would be—he would be my choice for the for the defensive mid uh, midfielder. Well, thankfully, I'm not—I'm not, a, I'm not a, a, a judge and juror on this. I—I'm I, merely a conversation treadmill. That's, that's all <laughs> I am. Um, and talking of treadmills, they go forward. And as does this podcast. You have an attacking midfielder now. I want to hear because we've had all the defenders in the world. We've got a solid back line going. We've got uh, a. a Peter Schmeichel, absolutely indestructible. Paolo Maldini, ever so composed. And we have Vieira, an absolute phenom. Who do you have in front of them? Well, I've got two players who cannot and will not defend. The first definitely will not, if he, if he could. Um, so this is my favourite. This is, uh, I mean, that, of, this, of the era, post-Laudrup post, post uh, era. This is my favourite footballer. It's Ronaldinho. Um, oh. Because... Uh, because he's my favorite he's my favorite footballer because it's it's about enjoying playing football it's it's really really important 
and I, I don't think anyone personifies the actual enjoyment. Maybe, in, well, I mean, I, I can't say for Pelé and Puskas and all these people that were were around mm -hmm. way before my time. But of the people that I have seen play football, no one no one personifies the fact that it should be fun to do outrageous things as much as Ronaldinho. There are people who can do the same tricks or maybe even do slightly better tricks or whatever. But no one looks as if they have as quite as much fun when when they do it as uh, as he did. So uh, so he's going to be my my, uh, my kind of like hanging forward, attacking uh, attacking midfielder. Yeah, I mean, well, I need to just echo this because he is the man born with the biggest possible smile, having the best possible time, just doing what he loves. Is uh, like if I could do anything as much fun as Ronaldinho looks when he's just dribbling past five world class defenders. It, that, like it, it, the absolute enjoyment and energy he has, and yeah, he wouldn't defend. He found that boring. That's fine though. Like you, you look at him; he's an absolute spectacle. Um, you know, it doesn't matter if he's taking a set piece or he's running from the halfway line all the way to your penalty box. It's absolutely mesmerizing, and there's never been a player quite like that since. Out of curiosity, where would you play him? Uh, let's say this isn't five aside, uh, and and <laughs> you're playing him in in a standard starting eleven because he plays in a few positions. Yeah, I, to, to be honest, you know, it's one of those players that I would just give like. <sighs> I wouldn't. I never give players free. If we're talking about the game, I would never give him like a free role because I don't give free roles in the game because I don't think it works or or benefits anyone in in particular. I would just kind of play him, set it, put him on set pieces, and then he could get like a seven or an eight or three goals or no goals. I wouldn't really care to be honest. Um, I think he's he's at Paris. He's at PSG at the start of the game. Um, uh, obviously, a youngster already with with uh, brilliant uh, stats, uh, huge potential. Um, and I think you just you just put him in there. I mean, you can either put him up front, you can put him, you know, as part of a kind of two man um, with two central attacking midfielders. And then whenever he scores or gets an assist, you just kind of think back to to how he actually did it, you know, um, and and how he he scored his goals and the kind of like the joy that he had when he did it. I mean, I I like watching you know Messi doing things. I, I I can see the attraction of Cristiano Ronaldo. He's kind of pure pace and and power and combined with his technical abilities. Um, you know, there were some of the other Barcelona players, Iniesta, um, who's more sort of in the in the Laudrup style, a little bit slower. The way he can like croquetta his way past like nineteen people without you know breaking into a sweat, but. It, it it looks as a little bit as if I mean he also enjoys it clearly, um, but you know uh, he he's not it's it, it's not it's not the same it's not the same there's not that explosiveness and there's not that kind of like just insane raw talent that that he was somehow was able to to harness over the course of his I mean I suppose he's most famous for his his um his five years at the at Barcelona um because he I mean he's a highlight reel but. He, was he a world beater at Milan in in sort of the late two thousand in the late tens or teens or whatever they are from two thousand and seven eight when he played there and a few and a few years on and then obviously he he kind of like you know wanted a few beers and and chilling out a little bit and went went back to Brazil about sort of eight nine years ago or whatever when when he was when he was really um, in in. I mean he didn't have to go back to Brazil in in two thousand and ten. I mean he'd only been I don't know thirty or something like that. I think he's. 
four or five years older than younger than me rather sorry yeah so so around that he was only about 31 i think 32 maybe when he went back to brazil but i think also the competitiveness of the leagues that he were in would, would probably have had something to do with that as well he wasn't the kind of player that with his style and his kind of effort in in uh, he wasn't a gegenpress kind of player was he he wouldn't he wouldn't Jurgen Klopp wouldn't find it <laughs> much much use for him of you know pressing when he lost the ball and things like that so I think that kind of you know um probably made the decision for him to to go back to Brazil when he did but in the game I mean absolutely brilliant you'll get years of 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 many assists and and a and a good amount of goals out of him as well um so so i think he kind of has the the best of both worlds when uh, when it comes to that where patrick vieira is obviously a monster both in the game and and, and out of the game uh so michael and maldini you don't get that much return from but uh, but vieira and and definitely ronaldinho you you're getting a you're getting some some bang for your buck yeah actually uh i this is the only player so far that you've mentioned you have actually had in a team uh, which is quite exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I uh, had a, like one of my first like really long term saves was Wigan uh, got them to sort of like you know Premier League status and like pushing for Champions League uh, after like five seasons. And I think we were sort of stuck and fi- finding problems making goals to win the Champions League, and we got a 34 year old Ronaldinho, and I was overwhelmed with joy. I was absolutely just loving every second of it. Uh, you know, even even at that age in the game, he's absolutely just brilliant. Like you could bring him off the bench and he'd get a nine and he had like 10 dribbles, which is, I think, quite realistic because I think Ronaldinho would do that because he'd just be having fun. So it's uh, it was absolutely undefeatable play. I can only imagine what having him when he's like twenty three is like because it'd be absolutely bewildering. And that that PSG team in the game. You obviously have Nicholson Elker also in there and JJ Akotcha. What a what a trio. What an absolutely terrifying trio they had at the start of the game. Yeah, they definitely have a definitely have a strong squad. It, 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 they, I'm not sure if they usually do particularly well in in the actual game themselves, unless you go in and and kind of manage them and and, and help them along. But they had a very good. They, they definitely had a very very good team um, in that early 2000s. I think it was kind of you know. <clears throat> uh, they were overshadowed by by that Lyon team that uh, that kind of was uh, was it not around that time the Lyon uh, kind of dominance started in France I think they won like the title seven years in a row from like the the uh, the start of the the two thousands if if I don't recall completely incorrectly um, I think it was around that time so maybe that kind of overshadowed them a little bit I think from I, I can't remember I'm not sure if it's the first season in in, in champ. Um, or, or it's the season after that they won the, the 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 title, but then they went on that kind of sort of seven year run of winning it, which probably overshadows PSG and their achievements and their players a little bit, um, and might have caused some of them to leave as well. You know, um, they, they certainly didn't have the financial capacity that they have these days, PSG. So they were perhaps, you know, Ronaldinho was one of them that obviously left and, and went to Barcelona, and, and other people off that side went as well. But yeah, a, br- a brilliant team to start with. If 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 anyone is new to the game and they and they just want to have a, a bit of a bit of fun. Um, then, then, then start with with PSG, man. It's good. They have money. They have a stadium. They have Ronaldinho. What more do you want? <laughs> you should you should work for PSG. Uh, I think you can almost just fill in that that blank with uh, Mbappe, and you're 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 done. You're sorted. People yeah. will be filling into the stadium. Uh, I do have to say though, actually, uh, you mentioned something interesting in that that wasn't quite related to the uh, to the players in general, but. 
you talk about free roll there. Mm -hmm. uh, so I have actually had, and it's, I'll be, I'll be honest, it's very rare to get a player with free roll. So in the, I, I do know in the editor, there's a hidden stat that says free roll and it's out of 20. Mm -hmm. uh, and I, I, I would imagine Ronaldinho is probably actually quite high in there. Uh, I've actually had like one of my first star players, and if if I ever do an episode of myself uh, doing this, this is one player who will be on there as a spoiler. Uh, Avgar Barsom, who uh, is with Hörgöten in um, in in Sweden, and he's a forward, center, uh, left, and right, and he has twenty free roll now. This was when I was playing the game, quite young, didn't have a clue what I was doing, but that was the one player I knew how to play. So I put him behind the striker and I give him free roll and he'd get 20 goals and 20 assists every single season. He was absolutely monstrous. Now, that's an exception to a lot of other people. There's not a lot of players who I've found who work in that position. And I wish it was a bit more clear of who could do that free roll, but... That is one player who actually managed to do it well for me. Now, I know with retrospect, I, I haven't, I didn't know about the more intrinsic, you know, the sort of how to win easier on Champion Manager, <laughs> how, to, how, to, how to get the strategies so, you know, make everything quite narrow, get, get a, a high defensive line, et cetera, et cetera. Maybe I'll do an experiment soon and try and, try and figure out if free roll is actually worthwhile for someone, but... Yeah, it's uh, you've not had any luck with it. No, I just I, I I guess it's just not having the patience and also playing a lot in in kind of the lower leagues. It's it's you know it would be a bit of a miracle if uh, if anyone in like the Italian Serie C or you know if 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 someone you know could crop up with those kind of stats. And again, it's like one of those invisible ones. And and as you mentioned, it would be nice if you went, oh, this guy's got like sixteen creativity, sixteen flair, sixteen technique, sixteen passing. I'm going to put him in a free roll because he might be good at it. And then he sucks because it's hidden. The same with the set pieces. Oh, he's got twenty set pieces, but it, like corner taking is a hidden stat, and he's got three, even though he's got twenty for set pieces and he never gets an assist. It's what it's one of those things, isn't it? So it's so just something that I've never really felt the need to to kind of experiment with uh, in in the game itself. But uh, but I might I might try it now that, that that it actually came up in conversation. A little bit the same as the playmaker thing. I know your scouts can recommend saying, oh yeah, this guy's a playmaker and stuff like that. But you know, you look at the passing and you go, oh, this guy's got twenty. He's got good creativity, good passing. He's going to be my playmaker, and then he completes like sixty percent, and it's just a little bit. So <laughs> it's another thing that I don't that I don't use that much, to be honest. I mean, I've had, um, I mean, people listening to this, if you've watched um, the Youth Challenge in particular, <laughs> I've accidentally got loads of creative players. It's becoming a bit of a problem, in all honesty, but I, I do digress. <laughs> uh, those players do end up getting over 100 passes. I've had it once before. Danny Hargreaves made up regen. He, he got like 250 passes in a game. Absolutely pointless. Whenever he got into his passing groove, we never made any chances. Because like he just he would just pass to like the centre back. He could see that the centre back he was closest to would also have a hundred passes, mm -hmm. and none of them would be key. It was dreadful. <laughs> uh, but um, I, I I've tried setting him as a playmaker to see if the game would really go for it. See if I'd get four hundred passes. He'd drop. He'd get less. Uh, so uh, that's that. That's um, another a weird one with with this game. But actually, that is not. I've just had a not-so-terrible thought. If there are people who are modifying the game, and I know there's still people tweaking it here and there, how about hidden stats not being hidden? 
Yeah, it would definitely be something that I think <clears throat> would uh, would would help <laughs> would help people along. Um, it's 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 an option. I mean, you can you can uh, you know you can use real names or fake names. You can use uh, masked attributes. You know what I mean? So so you need to scout people to see what they what they have. You could you could do that with the rest of the attributes. I mean, possibly. I I, I don't know, but I have seen people who play like in the wide screen for widescreen format. It it would definitely. Uh, uh, you can uh, have more people in your. I don't know if you can have more people in your first team, but it, you can definitely see all of them much easier. And you could probably do the same with the stats. I don't know how it works. Uh, I I just press buttons and uh, and things happen. Um, but yeah, those are things that I've not really that I never really got into experimenting with. And I think it's maybe also how we played the game when we were younger. You know, the things that we kind of stuck with at that time you found something that worked and then you kind of stuck with it and i never bothered setting the playmaker then i never bothered setting the playmaker now i always said set piece takers for like corners and free kicks and stuff like that and experiment a lot with that i know people who've played i don't know ten thousand seasons they've never set a corner taker once in their life because eh, why the game picks the best one anyway which may or may not be true but (laughs) yeah and actually um and and this is a mild spoiler uh, for a upcoming episode of, I won't even say the series name, just in case uh, people <laughs> do care about spoilers, but uh, I actually tried to tweak the training for the first time in a long time. Uh, I accidentally killed half my first team because they all got really tired. So uh, even I, I, I've like, I've, I, I tweaked the not looking at training at all. And I thought I'll give it a go. Like I've got good, I've got good trainers. They'll, they'll do something. My coaches are fantastic. Mm-hmm, but they need mm-hmm. to, I need to customize it and make it a little bit better. Oh fitness that's good it makes them quicker apparently no it also kills their (laughs) their stamina and they had 49 fitness on the first day of the season it was dreadful so yeah i I don't blame you for being skeptical actually now now you've just said that because i'm terrified it feels like that the game can implode at any point it doesn't matter if you if you deviate from your formula that you've been mastering for the last 19 years yeah it's all going to go wrong yeah there is that there is a bit of like kind of familiarity that uh, that you kind of like to have so uh, so yeah I, i agree with that training is a another one i mean i do a lot of tinkering with the whole training thing but then i don't actually i think there's kind of like a mod you can get so the, the kind of stats change colors or you can like track it somewhere or you can see the development so i never even look at that i just i just like the kind of role-playing part of it that i go in and i tell my coaches to do this and then they do that and then everything is better so i just presume that what i've what i have achieved and this is kind of like how i live my life i just presume that all of my decisions were correct and what i have achieved is the absolute optimum <laughs> <laughs> so there's no, there's no point in worrying about it because if I didn't do it, it would have been terrible. Yeah, I have literally just made a string of all of the best decisions that have brought me to this place, and uh, and that's how I that's how I apply my logic to my training in, in Championship Manager as well. I didn't know this was going to be a self motivation podcast, but <laughs> my god, you've made it! That, if you, if you've ever doubted yourself, just believe that you've made a string of good decisions until this moment, and they were the best decisions you could possibly make. I like that attitude. <laughs> Uh, so uh, to uh, to bring the, the the conversation treadmill back on track, that's mm-hmm. not how a conversation works. But uh, we've got Ronaldinho free roaming around. He's he's making the plays. He's dribbling all over the pitch. And he's absolutely dominating there. But who's going to actually finish the goals? Who is the main man up front? Yeah, again, maybe not the most obvious choice because I think he's like very young at the beginning of the game. So it's more like based on the fact that I kind of like him. So it's uh, Slatan Ibrahimovic. 
who's going to be my uh, my choice for striker. Again, based on personality, he's good in the game. Don't get me wrong; he's definitely not bad in the game. He's probably not the best. You you might get the you might get people arguing, "Oh my goodness, how could you pick him?" You know, you could have had Shevchenko, you could have had Saviola, you could have had all these. There's like endless goal machines in the game, but it's kind of as you mentioned, it's it's a it's a list. It's based on on players that you that you like in the game, but it also has to. I mean, for me, it has to have some kind of relevance to to real life as well. And for me, he's just uh, he just stands out as as a as an incredible character. Um, his mentality. Um, he's definitely not everyone's cup of tea, but 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 I kind of like that as well. Yeah, no, I mean, he's a he he. The older he got, the more of like an enigma he became. Uh, I actually, I remember uh, it, this is the first play you mentioned that I've actually seen live, which is quite exciting. Mm. Uh, I was in Sweden. Uh, I have a brother who lives in Stockholm, and we there was a friendly. I think it was against. It was not a good side. Um, I believe it was a Southern European side. Uh, whoever it was, it might have been. I'm going to say Serbia and regret it, but uh, I believe it was it was a team like that, and it was a friendly just before an international tournament. So Zlatan did play. And he started, and people were quite shocked because he just came back from an injury. So he played, and he tried for 10 minutes, and it was brilliant. He tried, he outmuscled everyone, he chased every ball, and then there was one stray pass from Kim Kallstrom, who obviously, championship manager legend, that, that was brilliant seeing him live. Just an actual real person who I've played with in the game many, many times, and he actually is good at football. It's remarkable. But um, he tried to launch a ball towards Zlatan and he he just missed it. I mean, it was it was very close, you know, good old Kim, he tried. But Zlatan just turned around, shrugged his shoulders, didn't try for the rest of the game. Absolutely. He's not gonna try against Serbia in a friendly where people are passing like that. And he just he just sauntered around the pitch. He didn't care. He was Zlatan Ibrahimovic. It doesn't matter. He can sort of get away with that. So um, that's my experience live from Zlatan Ibrahimovic. But yeah, as you say, um, you've made some actually quite a, quite a tall team. I've realised. Yeah. Uh, like in set pieces, you're going to be quite terrifying. Like Ronaldinho putting the ball into the box, you probably put Peter Schmeichel in the box as well. It'd be actually horrific. He scored. He scored a couple coming up from the back in yeah. uh, in his time as well, didn't he? So so yeah, the, that could uh, that could definitely be a thing. Now I think I think again, you look at his at his his career. I mean, he's at Ajax in, in the game, obviously, and and as he was in 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 real life. I think he just moved from Sweden either the year the year before. He came from Malmo and then over to uh, to Ajax as part of that kind of that famous youth setup that was still. I mean, it's still in existence, I guess, but but they're maybe not churning out the the superstars as they were in the '90s and and the early 2000s, probably. But at, I mean, I think he kind of he must have been young anyway, 20, 19, 20, and he kind of walked into that Ajax team, had a couple of good seasons there, went on to Juventus, and then he went to Inter after that, and then Barcelona, and then. Do, 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 do. I want to say Milan, Paris. He got to, went to Paris, then United, and then America. And I think he's kind of. I think he may, is he maybe kind of back in Milan part time now or something like that. Anyway, um, but but just the fact that he and I'm, I'm and and he's not you know shy in pointing it out the the success that that he's had at those individual. Uh, individual clubs yeah he's 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 very very decorated in terms of what he's won and you know there are some people that kind of like to maybe 
they're not passengers, but but they have you know won things by by being part of a of, of very successful teams. But he has always made like a big contribution, even in the, the one season in Barcelona where you could argue maybe he didn't really fit in with with the kind of style that they had, with the pace that they played. That they still won the league and the bloody uh, uh, the, the the Spanish Cup at that time. He won. Um, <clears throat> the league with with Inter Milan um, a couple of years in a row, maybe two or three years in a row. I think he won a couple there. Uh, he won it with the other Milan side. He obviously won it in France because PSG were already super dominant then. Um, he won something with United as well. I want to say like a minor trophy. I can't remember if it was a League Cup or they won the, the, the UEFA League or the Europa League or whatever it was called. You're, yeah. you're definitely right. They did win something, but I can't quite remember. <laughs> So, but he's always keen to point that out that he's been a success everywhere he's been, um, and it's it's kind of difficult to to argue with if you look at his at his track record. Whether it's because he leaves when he senses oh, this is not going to work out, I'll just <laughs> I'll just I'll just cut my I'll just take this one trophy and then I can say I was a brilliant success, or or whether he actually um, he actually is a, a minor genius. You know, that's kind of what there. There's a divided opinion on him, but I think to have a a striker who's so big, so strong, at the same time, so technically gifted and such, uh, not on the, on the pitch itself, not a particularly hard worker, but off the pitch, incredibly hard worker to keep himself at that level of fitness um, and strength and agility. Um, some of these kind of uh, his uh, YouTube, his spectacular PSG goals and all of these kind of like karate kid kind of moves and taekwondo back heel flicks and stuff like that, that he does for passes and for scoring and stuff like that. I think he's just, he's just very, very exciting and, uh, and unpredictable uh, player to watch. And I think in a five-a-side, if you, if you look at the other ones, Ronaldinho is kind of predictable in his unpredictability uh, that you know you have to stand off him because you never know what's going to happen. Patrick Vieira, uh, uh, Maldini, uh, Peter Smeichel, they're not going to set the world alight with their uh, <laughs> with their innovation and their creative talents. Um, Slatan Ibrahimovic does have that, have that kind of like spark of the of you know the unexpected that he could bring to to a game both in, in in CM as well. I mean, I've I've had him occasionally, and he's done very very well. Scored many many goals by himself, um, but certainly in in, in real life, uh, very very creative and quick thinking and incredibly strong and just a, an amazing player from from my perspective. Yeah, I mean, in Championship Manager, he even though obviously he's one of the few Swedish players in the game who happens to you know be absolutely a world beater in the real world a lot of that in championship manager 102 a lot of those swedish players are absolute megastars and he still ends up obviously after after the great henrik larsson require uh, retires quite quietly but after he retires it's usually zlatan who's first choice on the swedish national team and you know that that is definitely what happened in the real world He's an absolutely brilliant player. I mean, I know a lot of people, at least on my channel, uh, they are viewing from England, Britain, and they probably watched uh, Sweden demolish England that one time, and it was just the Zlatan Ibrahimovic show, that he overhead scored, kick. He scored, all, he scored all four goals. He scored all four goals. The fourth one, um, uh, Joe Hart put, punched it out really badly. Uh, it was, It was like... Uh, it was right wing where, where the ball was. Joe Hart was out of there. It was right wing. Zlatan does an overhead kick, and everyone's going, oh, that was stupid. He lobs the keeper, lobs the centre-back, and it goes in. 
he got a yellow card for taking his shirt off, so he's an absolute <laughs> idiot. But <laughs> apart from that, it was perfect. It was absolutely and and like I don't think it, it wasn't a great England side, but they they were still like obviously top like five percent in Europe. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he just scored four goals like that, just one, two, three, and the fourth being absolutely world beating. Yeah, you you don't know what you expect of him. And yeah, he kept reinventing himself. But as for championship manager, I think you have already made a team that's absolutely ridiculous to try and defend against uh, and to score goals against. Uh, It's going to be terrifying if there is ever a simulation because I think you've automatically won. Well, we'll see. I'm I'm sure there's a lot of people that will come up with with you know with with uh, with some interesting, more interesting players. I think from the Championship Manager database than than the one that I've come up with. But I thought it was important to to pick players that can actually play at the beginning of the game. That you know that also have some kind of um, the people who do follow my my Twitter thing will know that I I I'm not a fan of these kind of like. uh, players that weren't any good in real life and happened to 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 have fantastic stats in in championship managers, so they were never really on my my radar for for selection. But uh, uh, and these are players that you know you can if you play the game you can you can buy all five and you can play them from the start with whatever team that you that you want to play with and and they'll do a, a, a kind of a half decent job I think. And and it was a good point that you make about Slats and there the fact that he's been able to to kind of reinvent himself and and perform in in any situation. Situation that he's been in really um and i think the the kind of the 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 crazy kind of overhead kick in the england game which uh, it's worth looking watching on youtube just for stan collymore losing his mind which is also always a kind of hilarious um it kind of what it epitomizes epitomizes it i'll try and say that again either way uh for slatin is is that kind of the the old saying that i mean it, it it's kind of lucky yeah but you know the harder i work the luckier i get that kind of old saying um, really exemplifies, I think, uh, Slatin Ibrahimovic's career. Yeah, he's he's worked very very hard on his footballing and on being a bit of an of an asshole occasionally. <laughs> pardon for the pardon my French, but uh, yeah, he's he's been a little bit um, <clears throat> controversial at times, but uh, but definitely very very hard working and and I think kind of completes the the squad quite well. So it's spread out over various ages, uh, at different stages of their career, but but all of them are definitely uh, able to to produce right from uh, from the get go. Absolutely. And for anyone listening, if you think you can beat that or want to just t- say your opinion of your favorite players from the game and also partially real life, hell, this is a, this is a loose format. We're going to we're going to keep tweaking it and refining it. Uh, then there will be a form in the description um, or in the notes of your podcast app of choice. And, uh, you know, apply to come on here and tell me what is happening. I want to hear all eclectic mixes of players world class and unknowns i don't mind and and we'll see the interesting mixes we'll get but with that thank you very much martin it's been absolutely fascinating and what a damn team you've created uh go ahead and uh tell people where to find you and anything you've got going at the moment yeah if anyone wants to <clears throat> wants to know what i'm up uh, up to obviously uh at martin play cm is the twitter account uh, at cmo102sl is the super league account for 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 those who want to have a look at that um that's probably the two main places i do have a youtube account which you can find for martin play cm the same for the for the super league there are youtube accounts for 
Discord as well, where there's a bunch of, of videos that that I've done and uploaded. Um, again, trying to do a little bit of of, of creative content um, through this period, and um, and hopefully there'll be there'll be a lot more to come. Um, but uh, yeah, follow me on Twitter, and um, and you'll uh, you'll be notified of any 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 ideas that uh, that are in the pipeline and anything that uh, that people in the community can can take part in challenges, etc. Yeah, definitely get involved with those challenges. They're absolute treat. Every single one slightly different than the next and you get hella good stories from it. So again, thank you again for joining me and I'll catch everyone next time.